From the advertising media capital of the world, New Milford, Connecticut, wherever that is. This is Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson, a bi-weekly-ish podcast about all things automotive marketing. Now, here's your host, Matt Wilson. Ah, yes. Good morning, everybody. Episode of Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson live presented by Silverback Advertising online at silverbackadvertising.com. First day of school here in the media marketing capital of the world, New Milford, Connecticut. First day of school. Kids are gone. Quiet in the house. Pretty happy about that. So the other day I went on, um, we've got a couple things to cover this morning, by the way. So uh, hang around, we get to a couple of things. Uh, And uh, happy to uh, chat with anybody who wants to chat live on the podcast, like the old radio days. If you want to chat about what we're chatting about or you got anything you want to say, call 203-665-8305, 203-665-8305. So the other day, I was on the pitch tank, you know, the pitch tank, the clubhouse room, which was awesome. Thank you to Kyle, Mount Senior, Mount Senior. Can't pronounce it. Thanks to Kyle for having me on the pitch tank. It was a blast. Talked about Silverback Advertising's data fusion marketing. Didn't win, but that's all right. Had a good time and uh, really enjoyed it. So that was getting me back in the clubhouse grew. It was the first time I've been on clubhouse in a while. Not a huge clubhouse guy, but I was getting back in the groove. So I'm like, let me check out clubhouse. So the next day I'm up early. I'm downstairs. I'm having a little coffee in the kitchen. Got my laptop out doing a little work. It's about, I don't know, 645, seven o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, let me hop in clubhouse. So I hop in a room in clubhouse. I think it's, I don't know if it's modern day car sales or morning car, whatever. I don't know what it's called, but I hop in the room and the most ridiculous discussion is happening. Unbelievable. I could not believe what I was hearing. I was going to weigh in, but I was so shocked by the discussion. And then one of the kids woke up and I'm like, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of this. It was unbelievable. There was a, a, a general manager talking about uh, hiring a new employee, a tech who had a birth defect, something with his ears, I don't know, large ears, small ears, an ear thing. And the general manager was worried about the way his employees would react to the appearance of this tech. This may not be the exact story, but it's, I'm in the neighborhood of the discussion. And he's asking for advice. Do I have a meeting and, and let my people know that we have an employee coming in with a a birth defect in his ears. Do I talk to people one-on-one, that kind of thing? Or do I wait till somebody says something and, 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 and talk to people one-on-one? Or, or maybe it was somebody had already said something and he wanted to know what to do about it. But I was like, am I, I can't believe what I'm hearing right now. You have an employee coming in who's got, you know, a, a birth defect or something with their appearance. And we're having a discussion about talking to your people about it. I'm like, what? And the person's like, I don't know if I should talk to them all in advance, which no, absolutely not. And then second, like, should I talk to somebody, you know, one-on-one? First of all, aren't we all human? We're living in a society. If you have to talk to somebody about not commenting on or making fun of another employee because of their appearance, that's ridiculous. My seven-year-old would not do that. 
because my seven-year-old is a decent human being. He's a, he's a human. And I'm like, where in the world would that be, would that be appropriate? Where in the world would it be appropriate? Or would you have to say to somebody, Hey, listen, there's a guy coming in who's got big ears. Uh, you need to, uh, keep it together and not say anything bad. Like what kind of person is that, that you're hiring who you have to worry about saying that that's ridiculous. Fire that person, fire him. I don't care if it's the top salesperson who sells 87 cars a month. If the person can't be a decent human being, bye. See you later. Gone. I mean, that's ridiculous. And then to have a meeting, a group meeting at your dealership to talk about the appearance of somebody you're hiring because the person is different is asinine. Am I using that word correctly? Asinine. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable that the discussion should even have to happen. So I, like I said, I can't remember. I, I, I was getting annoyed. So I had to get out of the room before I said something stupid and got mad at everybody. Um, so either the guy was thinking about warning his employees or somebody had already said something. And he wanted to have a discussion with that employee. If that's the case, that employee should be fired immediately because the person is not a human being. That's ridiculous. My four-year-old and my seven-year-old wouldn't walk up to somebody in the grocery store and, and make a comment like that because I taught them to be human. And if you're talking about having a meeting to warn everybody, then that's ridiculous too. What kind of people do you have where they can't, you can't rely on them to be decent? That's insane. So anyway, I can't deal with the clubhouse. I'm super excited that I was on the pitch tank. That was fun. Great room but I can't go into rooms in the morning where we're talking about basic human decency. Insane. We just had uh, hurricane Henri or Henry as the layman calls it. But Henri was the way to pronounce it up here in the Northeast hurricane Henri, which really by the time it hit Connecticut was a tropical storm. And I was, you know, nothing to do. I prepared for this hurricane. So I was sitting around all day Sunday, locked in the house with my kids. And so I was on these social medias and uh, I'm not on Facebook because it's irritating, but I have like a professional Facebook for the podcast. So I was on and I was, I, I follow, you know, a million car dealerships. So I was checking out what car dealerships were doing. And there was like nobody commenting on the hurricane, which I thought was kind of weird. Nobody was talking about like, stay safe or, you know, here's how you protect your vehicle or here's what we're doing for you or here's some shelters that are in the area. Like nobody was making any local posts. It was all like, we don't make our own local posts. We just do whatever the OEM, you know, feeds to our Facebook page or, you know, we pay an agency to do it or, or you know, whatever. Nobody was making any like local posts about what was going on, which was the, uh, the hurricane. Oh, we got a call. Let's see if this is a podcast person. And if not, then uh, it'll be awkward. Hello, you're on the podcast. Who's this? Oh, hold on. I can't hear you. Why can't I hear you? Hold on, Matt. Hold on. Why is this person not on the podcast? Hold on. I'm sorry. Stand by. Technical issues. Connected for audio. I want to be connected for calls, Roadcaster. How about now? There we go. Who's this? Hi, can you hear me, Matt? Yes. Matt, how are you? It's the Z-Man. 
What's up? Matt Zako in the podcast. How are you? For everybody now listening, Matt Zako, another uh, former or current, I guess, a radio guy I used to work with years ago. Matt's still in radio, I believe. Well, not really, actually. I, you know, I was furloughed in radio, which is fine because I started my own podcast. Oh, good for you, the, man. Uh, city. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you knew that. The city's backyard, but I... You know, I'm going through LinkedIn, and I saw you pop up, and I knew you had a podcast. And I said, Matt Carey. I mean, what a <laughs> great voice. You were always awesome on on uh, RKI, and we worked together. And here you're doing this automotive thing, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out what you're ranting about. And, uh, you know, because I just tuned in. And then I see this live number, and, I, and I've got my cup of coffee here, and I just think it's awesome that you're live. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to see if I can get on with Matt Carey and I, you know, since you're talking automotive, you remember those days when we were working at uh, that 50,000 watt powerhouse yeah. where your dad still works. And uh, I went up to Lime Rock Park and I was working for, uh, actually it, it, I was working for the radio station and I did a live remote there and you were, you were all behind me, you know, basically taking over the whole broadcast as you were back in the studio. And I love that about you because you were just like, you know what? You could do the whole thing live. I don't, I'll, I'll, I don't even need to hand it off to you. Why don't I just pot you up and you do the whole thing? And I was like, all right, if, if that's cool with you, because it's, you know, it was your show, but I was, I was basically, you know, doing the live remote at Lime Rock. And that turned into a gig uh, for Speed Vision, which became Speed Channel and then the next thing you know, I was programming. Um, well, I was doing the promos, the voiceovers for the uh, for the for the channel itself, the network. And then they promoted me to program manager of Sirius Satellite Radio, where they had a, a channel uh, before the days of you know uh, XM when it was just Sirius, you know. Yeah. And so anyway, I, I figured this is really cool that you have a podcast. So what are you talking about cars here? Because you know, I have an interesting little story about the chip shortage. So I was, uh, I, I wanted to go out for a drink yesterday because my wife's away. She's out in uh, uh, Oregon seeing her family. I got to go to JFK today and then pick her up, which I'm not looking forward to in the no. heat and so forth and the traffic. But but I uh, I was going to go down to to this uh, bar down near the water in Norwalk and it was closed. The the Sunset Grill. So my buddy. Um, you know, met me down there and I have my convertible Pontiac Sunbird GT. And, uh, so long story short, I, we, we went over to the black duck in Westport because they have a little patio uh, or a deck, I should say along the, the little river there under the, under the, uh, I 95 bridge there in Westport in Saugatuck. So I'm coming out after a drink and, uh, I've got my convertible parked in the parking lot. And this, this blonde girl starts flirting with me as she gets out of her Audi, her white Audi. And, mm -hmm. and she says, I like your retro convertible. And I said, oh, thanks. It's for sale because I just bought a Mustang convertible off my father. And she says, oh, you can't have two convertibles. And I said, no, nah, no, nah, you're right. It's really not practical having two convertibles. And she said, well, I love your car. And I, and I said, well, you know, you should buy it. And she said, no, no, I'm thinking about selling my Audi. It's coming off of the, of the lease. And I said, well, you know, those Audis, they're better to lease than to buy because, you know, they, they just have problems. And she said, well, she says, I'm thinking about, you know, buying out the lease and then selling it and making money. And I said, well, how are you going to do that? And she said, well, well, there's a chip shortage. Don't you know about the chip shortage? I said, of course. My, my wife's looking into buying a Mazda 
and there's only certain, you know, colors available because there's only certain amount of cars on the lot, yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada. So anyway, she says, well, I only have 30,000 miles and, uh, you know, it's, it's low mileage. I said, well, you know, good luck. And, and that was our little, uh, flirtation over, <laughs> over the car thing. But, but you didn't uh, get her number. You know, I just found it interesting. <laughs> no, I don't think my wife would really yeah, like that. I, mean, I, I, I thought about it, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I mean, it, it, I don't want to get divorced. So yeah. I figure, you know, better not, better not venture into that territory. Good call. <laughs> but it was nice. It was nice to get a compliment on the sunbird because, you know, I've been trying to sell it and I've had some interest in it, but it's yeah. one of those things where, uh, right before I called you, I was just looking at a, uh, uh, my car insurance, which is classic car insurance, and it's it's like 127 bucks to insure a classic car a year. So it's so cheap to keep that it's like if I'm not going to get at least you know three grand for it, you know, because it's not a Mustang, it's not you know, it's not uh, right, you know, one of those uh, real classic cars. But so that's the story. But yeah, um, you know, so so you're doing this automotive thing. And I see you ranting and raving, and I was trying to, you know, get a grasp on it. And then the next thing you know, you were talking about the hurricane. So I called in the middle of that. Yeah. So that's, that's what's well, going on. I was ranting and raving about, there's a couple different things I was talking about. One of them, the hurricane I was bringing up because I was on uh, social media on Sunday, you know, I was stuck in the house all day. And I was noticing a lot of the dealerships, Facebook pages, they weren't, you know, a lot of dealerships will post social media posts that are fed to them from the original equipment manufacturer, you know, so Nissan store, Nissan will say, Hey, here's a bunch of posts and they'll push those posts to the Nissan stores, Facebook pages. And they're all generic, you know, like posts and the, you know, all the stores are posting the same thing. And I was talking about how I thought it's a missed opportunity for local stores to be posting things that are um, topical, you know, like talking about, you know, safety tips and how to keep your car safe during the hurricane or tips about shelters opening up in their area or, you know, being a resource to customers that are on, uh, you know, following the Facebook page as opposed to just posting the generic stuff, which is just checking off a box, right? Dealerships are required to make, you know, certain their manufacturers require them, hey, you should be posting five times a week and dealers are like, okay, so they hire an agency or they have the manufacturer for them post five posts a week that don't really provide any value for, um, for customers. So I was like, this is an opportunity for dealers to you know, post something that is of value to customers. And, you know, I think part of the issue becomes a process issue, right? If a dealership doesn't have somebody who can do it, then they're just like, yeah, forget it. But because it takes a local person, it takes someone like I can't make social posts for a client of mine in New Orleans because I don't know what's going on in New Orleans, right? But I can make a post for a, a local dealer because I know what's going on. I know what that dealer's market is. I know what's happening in that dealer's area. And, you know, I was getting to the point where it's like, sh- do you think it's important for dealers and even businesses, just area businesses in general, to be posting, you know, like local uh, content that provides value or is like a bunch of generic stuff about like, hey, the new Pathfinder's out, fine, you know, or, or, or do you prefer to see content that, you know, provides value and has a local flair to it? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with the local thing, local, local, even in radio. I mean, yeah. that's the thing that's missing in radio. Is, so that's, that's the problem, you know, nobody's local anymore. And, you know, that's, that's what the, my podcast, if I could plug my Yeah, podcast, plug it, plug it away, buddy. Right? Yeah. Yeah, well, basically, my podcast is a local form of, 
you know, in the tri-state area, the city's backyard, the backyard to New York City. I, I trademarked the name, and, and I did it because, you know, it was there, we were, you know, locked down during the pandemic, and I felt like it was an opportunity to give people a chance to almost, to, to, it's like, basically like an AM talk radio station, only a podcast yeah. for the area, and then suddenly, you know, and, and basically it's all walks of life. So yours is an automotive podcast, which I think is cool, and I want to get a little more, you know, I want to ask you a question about that in a second, but sure. I just want to let you know that mine turned into more of, like, musicians, and so the current episode I have on now is the guys, the composers of the, the two songs for the movie Dirty Dancing back in 1987 with Patrick Swayze. So they, um, the, Frankie Previtt, he was in this band, Frankie and the Knockouts. He was on Dick Clark's American Bandstand. He had a couple hits in the 80s. And then the other guy is John D. Nicola. And so John lives up in upstate New York, and they wrote Hungry Eyes. And um, I've had the time of my life. So what they're doing now is they're giving back to charities, um, not only Patrick Swayze for the Pancreatic Cancer Foundation and, and stuff like that, but they're giving back to actors and musicians, so it's really, so I put them on and they did these new versions of, of the songs. And Frankie, um, I guess he wrote and, and produced the One World, which, which, which is a song that Earth, Wind & Fire did a long time ago. And he redid that song and they did a music video to it. And then uh, John did something with Hungry Eyes, you know, a new music video. And he's on the vocals instead of Eric Carmen. So they, they've basically, you know, remade these songs and, and you know, turned it into uh, like, you know, raising money for charities, which was really cool. So things like that. I have, you know, I had a Led Zeppelin uh, uh, tribute band called Black Dog. They're out of New Jersey. I've seen them at the Capitol Theater in Port Chester. So, you know, they're not touring as much in the area. They're just kind of staying local to New Jersey. But that's basically, you know, I put on restaurant tours. So I've been supporting all the local restaurants in, in the Norwalk, you know, Stanford area, you know, and, and just things like that. So it's really cool. And I do it from home. And I saw that you're doing the video part live, which, you know, mine's not live. But what I have been doing is putting in, you know, music from the musicians. So um, there's cool. a girl that lives up, uh, up that way in Danbury, Samantha Cole. She was popular in the 90s. She's a celebrity voice coach. She was on a couple weeks ago. So I put it, she, you know, when her father passed away, so she wrote a song about that. And, you know, she, she's got some, uh, you know, a religious background. So the songs kind of have a religious slant to them, you know. But, again, it's sort of relating to the pandemic. And so that's kind of what, you know, what, what my thing is about. I, one other thing I did, and I'll just, you know, uh, end on this, that, you know, um, the Fillmore East, the legendary Fillmore East that Bill Graham, you know, owned in, in the village, Mm -hmm. uh, all those years where all the great bands played the Allman Brothers, you know, Jimi Hendrix, Mountain, all, all those bands, the Grateful Dead. Uh, the, it's the anniversary of it closing 50 years ago this summer. So I did a whole documentary series that turned into a four-part series where I actually got the photographer, Emily, Emily Rothschild. She lives in, mostly in Italy now, but she's the one that took all those pictures of the Grateful Dead and Jimi Hendrix and Led Zeppelin and stuff. They put on artists and the photographer, people that work there. Alan Arkish, who's oh, who, cool. who um, is, yeah, he's the director of uh, Caddyshack Two and uh, a couple other movies. Anyway, he was an usher there, so 
you know, so, and then Corky Lang is the drummer of Mountain. I have him on Henry Gross from Shanana. So things like that. And they tell stories about the Fillmore East and just, you know, kind of behind the scenes stuff that you and I were too young to ever go there. I mean, I never went to the Fillmore, but as a rock and roll DJ working with you back in the day, you know, we read the, the Rolling Stone encyclopedia and it was always about, you know, the Allman Brothers show at the Fillmore and live at the Fillmore. So things like that and it's kept it really interesting and you know I just mix it up and right now I'm on a streak with with musicians but who knows where it'll go I mean um, I think it's cool that you're you're doing this automotive thing because you know everybody loves you know automobiles and um, so so yeah you know what how often do you do this podcast of yours and and you know is it always live or what's the deal with it the automotive marketing podcast from, so, from you. so for me, it kind of started the same way you did. It was COVID, right? Like I, I was home and I had always had this idea of doing an automotive podcast. When I left radio, I went in, um, uh, to do marketing at a local car dealership. And then, you know, the dealership became part of a group and I ended up being the marketing director for this group of Nissan stores. And the, um, the uh, office woman would bring in the trade magazines and stick them on my desk. And I would read the magazines in my office and I would, think to myself, like any good radio person would, man, I'd love to interview this person and talk about this topic some more. And so that's where the idea of the podcast came. Um, but I was busy, right? And I was driving 40 minutes to the office and I was visiting a bunch of different Nissan stores. And so it was hard to do. So I started it off as a bi-weekly-ish podcast was like my initial uh, thing. Mostly automotive marketing with Matt Wilson will be the bi-weekly-ish podcast. But when I, when I moved over to the agency I work for now, Silverback Advertising, as the account director, I found that uh, working from home, I didn't have to go somewhere to record it. So I bought a Rodecaster Pro and, a, and an Audio Technica microphone here and a boom arm. And it sounds like a radio station in my house. And yeah. from the era that Very you and cool. I come from in radio, that didn't used to be possible. You had to have mic processors right. and all this crazy stuff. And, and now I've got this like one piece of equipment, you know, I think I'm in like, I don't know, a thousand dollars maybe total. And it sounds like a radio station right. in my office. And, right. and so I started doing it more frequently because I was meeting great people. It's good for business development for clients. It, 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 you know, it, it, it allows me to weigh in on what's going on in the industry. And, um, and I love it. So uh, I want to do it more live because this feels like radio, right? This feels like right. what you and I used to do. Yeah, especially with me calling it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, so, but it's been hard to do live because, you know, the kids are out of school. They got people in the house and it's, right. you know, da, 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 da. Yeah. But today's the first day of school. And so I'm alone oh, in the okay. house and I'm like, oh, perfect. So I try to put it out twice a week. And I wanted to do a live like every Friday. Twice a week, wow. I'm trying mostly twice a week. And right. I wanted to do a lot. And it's twice a week is not live. I record them and I put them out twice a week. I've been trying to do it. Li I try to do it live every Friday. Um, but it's just, it, it was too hard to keep up. And you know how it is. It, you know, everyone thinks it's easy. It's not easy. It takes time and, and planning and effort to be able to, you know, drive the bus, steer a conversation, um, you know, keep people listening. Um, so I, uh, ended up not doing it live and I don't do it that frequently, but today I woke up with a bunch of things on my mind and I knew I was going to be alone in the house and I'm like, let's hop on live. And it feels like the old 
the old radio days, which are, you know, I, I missed to an extent. So I feel like it, it feels like a good way to combine like what I'm doing now and a skill set that I used to have um, that I, is fun. Podcasting is fun, right? You're, I'm sure you're, you're doing oh, yeah, it. Absolutely. Um, and that's oh, yeah. how I ended up doing Especially it. It's a way to connect, you know, yeah. during the, during these isolating times. I mean, here you are working out of the house and now we're connecting. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah. I haven't talked but, to you in uh, years, man. It is definitely good to connect. I know. I know. Well, I know we've been connected through LinkedIn, and yeah. I think every once in a while I would see you have this. I, I had you've only had this for a year. I thought you had it for a couple of years. It's but, been it's know. been a little longer, but I, when I before yeah. before COVID, it was way more sporadic. When I got around to it, you know, right. COVID gave me the time yeah. to start yeah. it. Yeah. Do you re, do you re-air the live podcast? Like, will you re-air the one right now that what you're doing? Um, I don't know. So I did one. I did a live one a couple of weeks ago. About a, a uh, I just bought a car recently and I did one about my car shopping experience, which was insane. And so I was thinking about reposting it, but it because it lives, you know, lives on LinkedIn and Facebook and YouTube after you're done doing it live, it was getting a ton of comments and feedback. Uh, so I never felt the need to like repost it down the line. Although mm-hmm. really the comments, you know, I record the video on restream uh, and then the audio on my roadcaster and put it up on anchor, yada, 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 you know, the deal. And, um, so I didn't repost that one, but I don't know. Should I, do you think I should be doing that? Yeah. No, I, I mean, I would, because a lot of people miss it, you know, like yeah. if I didn't happen to get on LinkedIn this morning, I would have never have seen it. So yeah, I mean, I, well, I would repost it just so I can listen to myself. <laughs> well, dude, you're a radio guy. That's that's a given. That's a given. <laughs> right? It's like an air check for us. Yeah, you know? yeah. Let me like how I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but as far as mine goes, like what I do, I know you're on Anchor, but I'm, I post mine on Buzzsprout because I find like that that platform's easy. Um, so, and then I'm on. You know, I, I had to get approved, but I'm on Pandora, iHeartRadio, Apple oh, Podcasts, cool. Spotify, all that. Yeah, so that's cool. And then, you know, but yeah, for me, I have to edit them. And, but I, you know, I do mine pretty much, you know, through Zoom. And, uh, but, but I don't really believe in a lot of people that are doing podcasts now, they put them on, you know, YouTube. And I have, I, I just started a YouTube channel, The City's Backyard. Um, and I only have one thing on it so far because, my feeling about the video, and, and this is not live. I'm not talking about what you're doing. What you're doing is cool. You can take callers. I, I love that idea. But but as far as like, you know, what I'm thinking is I like the old style of just audio. So mine has no yeah. video. What I, what I want to basically use the YouTube for is just to, and it's hard to, to get people to do it because just alone to get them to interview on a podcast takes time. And then, you know, you're kind of asking them to do something, something separately. But what I like to do is like, if I'm going to do anything on YouTube, um, for example, I had a musician on, they were raising money for homes for the brave homes for the brave in uh, Bridgeport, which basically helps homeless veterans in, in Connecticut and in the state. And so they raised money. They had a concert in Easton at, at like a farm. And I put these musicians on, and then the one guy that I'm friends with who's in the band, matter of fact, I saw him last night. He was he was at the Black Duck meeting his friend for dinner. But uh, he um, he did the YouTube thing with me, and we did like a five to ten minute little, like, you know, mini podcast about it. And then I drove him to, you know, hey, we're going to do a podcast later with the rest of the guys in the band and Vince Santilli, the, the, the president of uh, Homes for the Brave. And that was cool. So, like, I used it that way. But my point is, is I like the old school.
school audio yeah. only because what I like, especially for these film or East documentary, um, you know, hour one, two, three, four, people can drive in their car and listen yep. to a podcast because you get sick of regular, like regular pre-recorded radio half of the time or, or, or you know, just boring old commercial radio. Yep. And then the other thing is, is you can cut the lawn with your headphones and listen to the podcast. I mean, a lot of times I'll preview what I'm going to, you know, post uh, to make sure there's no mistakes and this and that. And I actually have commercials and sponsors, which is really cool. But my point is, is you can multitask with audio. You know, yeah. video looks cool in the beginning, but then people are like, okay, you know. I'm just going to stare at it. Watch. Right. Yeah. And it's cool. But again, I think the problem now is there's just so much everything that it's like overload. Yeah. People are, people are getting bored really quickly. So my, I try to keep mine to like, my rule is I never, ever, ever go over an hour. And uh -huh. that's only, and I'll only be at like 50 something minutes if it's interesting. And I probably have like multiple guests or it's really cool. Or I'll throw in, you know, a couple songs of theirs if they're a musician. And, and But for the most part, like I'm trying to keep them to like 45 minutes. And I asked my daughter what she thought. Cause she's like, you know, I like like about a 45 minute podcast. And I said, why 45? And she said, well, because I can run, you know, to the beach or back, or I can go exercise at the high school. And that's about what I do a run for. And then by the time I get back to the house, well, you know, walking from high school or whatever, then, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm done. But the, the thing that I find is I've, I've had like 25 minute podcasts and sometimes they do well. What I'll do is I, I actually do, and you would love this, Matt, speaking of the old remotes at Lime Rock. To, to RKI, I actually, what I've been doing during the pandemic is I get these musicians that are, you know, just sick of being at home playing to, you know, playing by themselves or playing on Zoom or whatever, right. or Facebook. And I, I say, do you want to go play at this restaurant? They're struggling. You know, they sponsor my podcast and, you know, you're going to, you're going to uh, get fed. You're going to get to drink. You can have a good time. You'll get exposure. We'll promote it. And you put out a tip jar and they're like, yeah, yeah. So then I bring, and I just started bringing a second, second microphone. Uh, but I bring, you know, my laptop and my banner and I do a live to Memorex podcast. So one of my sponsors is Reading Beer up in Reading, Connecticut. Yep. I started bringing music uh, to their parking lot. They call it their beer park game lot. And um, so, yeah, that's that's been helping the brewery, you know. And so now people feel like, oh, we can go see music, have a beer, sit outside, be safe. And then we were starting to, you know, they opened it up like every, everybody else. And now with the pandemic resurgence of the Delta variant, now it's like, you know, everyone's sort of going back to the old way. So that's what that's how I've been turning my little uh, podcast remotes into something. And a lot of the radio stations won't do remotes anymore because they have, you know, a small staff because they've had to lay off people. Yep. Um, now I got laid off at, at the hit radio station up your, up your way up there. And it was fun for a while. And I loved being back on the air. But, you know, same thing. It was just like, all right, I'm going to take control of my own destiny. So I've been doing voiceovers and acting and, you know, looking around for, for other side jobs that will give me flexibility. But I don't want to get back into that corporate thing where I can't have the freedom to do all these other creative things. I worked in a TV building down in Stanford for uh, the main client was A&E Networks. But it was like, you know, you, they owned you. You know, you had to. So I had no freedom to DJ or do any of that stuff. So. Uh, I do miss the days of radio, but this is awesome to connect with you. And I love the fact that you're talking about automobiles because a lot of, you know, Americana is, is automobiles. And even during the pandemic, 
Um, you know, what, what, what is our freedom? Our freedom is to get in the car and drive. When we're locked down, what can we do? We can at least get in the car and go somewhere and not worry yeah. about, you know, getting the, getting sick. So, and yeah. so, yeah, that, and, and everybody seems to still need a car to get from yeah, point A everyone to point drives. B, even yep. though, yeah. So, but uh, awesome. yeah, I mean, that's all I have for you really, unless you have anything else for me. I, I want I, I love what you're doing. I think the live thing is cool with, especially giving people an opportunity to call in. I mean, are you going to schedule maybe a, a guest that you would have like that type of thing where yeah. you're live? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, um, I like talking to people in the industry, um, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, thought leaders or, um, you know, self people who call themselves influencers or other, other people who do what I do or, or um, you know, in the industry marketing people, um, I do like doing that. I do want to do one where I get like, like, let's say we have a topic. Let's say I'm talking about, um, this would be super boring to a lot of people, but let's say we're talking about, um, you know, something with going, there's a tech shortage, a shortage of good technicians and service departments and getting like three or four service managers, fixed ops directors on and talking about why is there a shortage? How can we fix it as an industry? How do we find good, te- you know, skilled laborers, technicians, people that go to school to work on cars and, you know, just kind of have like a, you know, have a thing about that, I think would be, I think would be, would be really cool. Um, but listen, before I let you go, there's one thing I want to mention because I was going to plug an episode I have coming up. And now that I'm talking to you, I'm remembering a memory of you. I have an episode coming up where I talk to uh, Sarah Johnson and she is the um, CEO of an agency, which is called, what's the name of her agency? Uh, Lead Lab Media. But her and I have a whole discussion and I called the episode hashtag nerd alert. And it's all about time management. And, uh, you know, she's an agency CEO and agency people. We have, you know, a lot of clients and juggling many things at once and, and we have to prioritize. And so the whole episode's about organizational system and task management and how to structure your day. And I'm having a memory of you walking around the radio station, holding a desk calendar. Like, you know, those calendars people put on their desks and they, you know, you, yeah. you work on top of it. I have a memory of you walking around holding a desk calendar with like a Sharpie and writing meetings and station events on that desk calendar. Do you, do you remember that? Or am I just making that up in my head? No. Oh yeah. I remember the desk <laughs> calendar. I mean, that was, that was, that was, <laughs> that was how I would remember things. And believe it or not, Matt, I still have Stop a it. calendar, old school calendar in the kitchen on the bulletin board. And I write down stuff on that calendar. My wife's like, why don't you just put it in your phone? I'm like, because I don't want to. I want to write it down and I want to see it in the kitchen all the time. So I know what the hell I have to do yeah. for the week or where you're going to be or whatever. My wife's flight info is on this calendar, August, and I cross off the days. And it's a puppy calendar because, hey, I got it, you know, <laughs> during Christmas. But, yeah, we have a puppy from, like, a lot of people from the pandemic. I've got this uh, yeah, pandemic. Uh, ca- uh, cavapoo, cavapoo, little poodle, uh, half poodle, cute dog. But anyway, so, so yes, it's smaller. It's not as big as a desk calendar, you know, but it's, it's a good size. I'd say it's about, you know, uh, 12, 12 by 12 inches. So, yes, I mean, you know, that, that you still got to manage your time. And even like when I have things to do, um, voiceover auditions or whatever, you know, DJ gigs, I write them down or, or I'll 
I'll forget, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. My wife has the same way. She's got like, I keep, you know, I've got my, I have a, you know, my work calendar and then I, I have a podcast calendar that I can overlay. Like when I'm looking at my work calendar on my, on my computer. Um, and that all shows up on my phone, but you know, my wife, we have one of those like, uh, you know, marker board calendars in the living room that has like her doctor's appointments, the kid's birthday party. We got to go to, uh, you know, the first day of school, family picnic, because sometimes you, like you said, you like to walk by it in the kitchen and go, oh, oh yeah, that's tomorrow. I got to get a gift for that. As opposed to going in your phone and like seeking out things. It's nice to have it in front yeah. of you. Even in my old office well, at, well, like, at the dealership, yeah. we used to have a big calendar on the wall. Like, oh shoot, we've got a manager's yeah. meeting tomorrow. Good thing that's on there. Cause I was going to make plans to go visit this store, you know? Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, with the phone, it's fine for your own personal thing. If you remind you when it pops up, you know, um, it's funny. Even when I schedule like a podcast, it'll come up on my little uh, iPad. But but the, the the written old school calendar allows everybody else in the family to see it. So that's yeah. the advantage. Is like you can share what's going on, so everyone knows what everybody has to do. So nothing better than old school stuff. Sometimes, right? Sometimes Matt? the old way is the best way. <laughs> Matt, yeah, thanks, we kind of like how you're doing the podcast. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I, I knew we'd have fun if you took my call. So. Um, this was a lot of fun. This was a blast, man. I, I appreciate it. Good talk blast from the past. I do see you on LinkedIn, but I don't Last time we talked on the phone has been a long time. So, uh, great to hear from you, dude. Yeah. And, and just for you, you know, one last, uh, you know, uh, plug the, the city's backyard with an apostrophe, but when you search it, you have to search the city's backyard podcast or it won't come up. So you need the apostrophe in cities. And you need the word podcast at the end. It'll come up on any platform. But uh, let's keep in touch, brother, and, and keep up the uh, automotive podcast. Because like I said, you know, everybody loves automobiles no matter what. Everybody drives. Thank you, Matt. Good to hear from you. All right. All right. See you, Matt. See you. Bye-bye. Take care. Matt Zako checking in, everybody. Matt Zako was, uh, we used to work together in radio. Back in the radio days at I-95, the home of rock and roll. Yes. Another 40-minute long set. Anyway, check out his podcast, The City's Backyard. You need the apostrophe. It's on Buzzsprout. I'm checking it out right now. The City's Backyard. Uh, thanks for checking in, Matt. I, uh, I appreciate it. Uh, we were talking before, real quick, before we wrap up now, uh, Matt derailed me, which is fine. I won't get to everything uh, that I had planned to talk about, which is fine. That's the old radio way. You over plan, and then you don't get to everything. You get stuff to talk about next time. But we were talking about... Um, the clubhouse room I was in with the ridiculousness of, uh, you know, being uh, humans. And let me see if I can get these chats to display on here. Uh, there we go. Jesse um, weighed in and she said, always goes back to treat others the way you want to be treated. Yes. Very well said, Jesse. Uh, you know, be decent, be a decent human being. Jesse and I, by the way, used to work together in radio as well. Everybody I know is a uh, former radio person. <laughs> or a current radio person. Everybody I know either used to work in radio or, uh, or, or does uh, still work in radio, but most radio people that I know are former radio people. Anyway, yes, I was talking there at the end of my conversation with Matt about a podcast that will be out this afternoon, hashtag nerd alert with Sarah Johnson, CEO of Lead Lab Media. We were talking about organizational systems, how to stay on task, how to not let things fall through the cracks, how to work efficient during the day, 
especially if you're juggling lots of different things. So check it out. Hashtag nerd alert. You can find uh, all my podcasts anywhere that podcasts can be found. Uh, you know, Spotify, Anchor, uh, Apple, Google, you know, all those places you can find podcasts. So check them out. All right. Thanks for listening to a live episode of Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson presented by Silverback Advertising online at silverbackadvertising.com. Hey, in the words of Buster Moon, dream big dreams. I love that movie. What a great movie. Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson is brought to you by... Wait, this guy has sponsors? Oh, never mind. This sheet of paper's blank. No sponsors. That makes more sense. For updates, info, future episodes, and more, follow on Twitter, subscribe on YouTube, like on Facebook, and connect on Frackle. You guys made that last one up. That's not even a thing, Frackle. Come on.